0: and is a nationwide disaster preparedness network made up of Patriot-oriented radio operators. So on phonetically, the mike. Romeo, Romeo, Oscar, November. This is a directed net so please hold any traffic until that control station calls for it. Any emergency traffic may break in at any time. Covering tactics, techniques, news, technology, and concept related to emergency communications. Whether you're seasoned or new, this is the place for patriots, preppers, and partisans who understand the necessity of being able to communicate in a grid-down situation and grid-up situations. This is Partisan Radio. Thank you so much for joining us for Volume 3 of Partisan Radio. And I want to welcome our new Amron members and our new Amron Corps members. Thank you so much for joining us and thank you for being here with us. Uh, Before we get into some of the topics related to communications, intelligence news, I wanted to share with you something that uh, we used to air, but uh, we basically had to make room for there were some other logistical things going on. It's the Northern Nevada Preppers Group and they have a net. It's nnpg.net. We're going to post that. Uh, on this posting for volume three, www.NovemberNovemberPapaGolf.net. And that's for the Northern Nevada Prepper Group, where they have topics each week, uh, their nets run about 30 to 40 minutes and they cover something preparedness related each week. Those audio files are archived and uploaded to that website. We'll get the link available to you and we're going to post that over at amron.com because it is just so much valuable information. We want to be able to share that with you. I have no net reports this week because uh, we just wrapped up February as of yesterday. So the net reports from February should be posted this week. I will be announcing those numbers next week. Now, we didn't have, uh, we don't have the net reports available at this time, but uh, just a preliminary report. Yesterday, Amron Core conducted a simulated emergency training exercise dealing with some specific uh, tasks that we wanted to train up on so we could be proficient in and then be able to mentor others in that during a real-world situation or uh, future training events. Uh, It was a success, but not without its challenges. And I will brief everyone up on some of the major learning points that that would benefit and pertain to everyone in Amron uh, next week. I will be talking about that. So let's get into a couple of things I want to, to talk about related to security and communications news. Uh, and Comsec related items. Last week, I talked about Miter Corporation. That's M I T R E Corporation. This was something that a listener sent in. Uh, basically, suspicious that this Miter Corporation uh, contract with the government could be some type of secret uh, CIA operation preparing to jam all HF communications. Uh, this. Was now I've done a considerable amount of research and I've talked to some folks in the government uh, that are very familiar with MITRE Corporation and that work with uh, some alphabet soup agencies uh, related to intelligence and the MITRE Corporation and their role that they play. So this particular contract in question uh, is a exploratory. A license with the FCC so that MITRE can work with, uh, HF frequencies, uh, for sending data. And what they're trying to do is look for alternatives for sending data for our government to be able to communicate. Should uh, satellites be taken out? Uh, of course we know Russia, China, they have satellite killing, uh, missile technology and, That's something very real that our government could be faced with that could cripple our ability to defend our country. So they're looking at HF, actually, as a possible alternative uh, to be able to send data. And that's what that contract's all about. And uh, it's not to say that our government doesn't have plans to uh, take out HF or any amateur radio. And in fact, we already have the technology and the infrastructure in place to disrupt uh, ham radio communications. Um, <clears throat> I say we. I mean, our government, our, our you know America has that capability already. Now, historically, what they would do is just typically ban it, and then they would deal with the onesies, twosies that are in violation of the locks. It'd be much easier to to locate them uh, with uh, very little traffic, much like grounding aircraft. Uh, once you ground all the aircraft in a country, well, it's easy to catch the one or two planes out there flying around because they stick out like a sore thumb. And that's kind of the 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 line of thinking with uh, taking control of ham radio. Uh, and then it's very easy to jam. Our National Guard, our Army, our military, Navy, they all have jamming capabilities. The Air Force has air, airborne platforms to be able to do that. So they wouldn't really need a secret CIA contracted uh, corporation to take that task on. They already have the capabilities to be able to do that if they so wished. There was something that also came to my attention uh, this week. I got uh, some concerned calls from some listeners saying, hey, uh, in Spokane, Washington, the county, I mean, the city police, they're trying to make their communications so the public can't follow them. So the public can't follow them on the radio. And... I looked into this. What this is, is a uh, encryption. Now, the Spokane Police Department has five or six encrypted channels already. There are two channels that they have that are open to the public, and this is what the news agencies and citizen hobbyists uh, listen for when they're trying to listen to emergency communications. And uh, so this isn't a big government conspiracy, although there's a lot of pushback within the community because uh, in the name of transparency... Uh, the the news agencies and the citizens are saying, hey, uh, you know, this appears like you're trying to hide what you're talking about and what you're doing. So the Spokane City uh, police said, well, the encryption we're talking about would just create a delay. So much like our Uh, online streaming apps where you can listen to uh, law enforcement agencies. Most of those have a, you know, 10 to 20 minute delay. You're not really listening to it in, in real time in many cases, but, uh, your, your app code, your P25 that we talked about last week with scanners would be able to listen to these two channels, but you cannot listen to, uh, there's no scanner available. That's going to allow you to listen to encrypted communications, So that debate's going on um, in Spokane and, of course, many cities across the country. This just happened to hit the news and a couple listeners shot it off to me saying, hey, can you explain explain what this is about? Now, I suspect they will not encrypt those last two channels. They will leave those open to the public because, well, a number of reasons. First of all, uh, they will be accused of not being transparent and hiding from the general public and... Other law enforcement agencies are also putting pressure on them saying, don't do that because this makes us all look bad. So they will probably succumb to that. They already have five or six encrypted channels that they can go to anyway. They don't need two more and they don't need to be completely hidden from the public. And uh, this is one case where the commercial media uh, comes in handy because that's where they get a lot of their news tips about car accidents and other things involving law enforcement and medical services and fires. So they're uh, kind of leading the charge in swaying public opinion. So I imagine they'll be stepping down. They'll be backpedaling on on moving forward with encrypting those. And that's another angle that you can use inside your community is to uh, use that approach. Go to your media. Go to your press. Inform them, hey, this department here is trying to encrypt all their communications. You know, they're trying to hide. And you, Mr. Newsman, you're going to be missing out on everything. And uh, you don't want that, do you? And, of course, that news agency will run with it because they're trying to protect their livelihood. And uh, we as citizens want to know what's going on as well. We don't want to have to use uh, Freedom of Information Act request to try to find out what occurred on the police radios. You guys know this week uh, the internet was cut in Arizona. This was a deliberate uh, sabotage uh, attack. It was uh, vandalized. It was whatever you want to call it, but affected computers, cell phones, landlines, and knocked out service for hours to ATMs, 911 systems, uh, several others. And uh, this is actually one of the scenarios that I had worked up for a future training exercise for a calms down training exercise, and then this happened this week. It just re-emphasizes the need for us to be able to have backup communications. Uh, a, a This was a single incident, apparently, so uh, I can imagine uh, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, or somebody else could feasibly carry out a large nationwide uh, coordinated attack, basically crippling us uh, within this country with very low-tech Weapons, uh, You know, like bolt cutters. So uh, something to think about. Always keep keep prepared and ready to communicate. I want to point out a tool to you for grid up situations that you can use when you might have difficulty uh, reaching an area. Uh, where maybe there isn't uh, access to to email, but you know of somebody inside of an area with cell phone coverage, you can send an email to any cell phone for free. And uh, I've used this feature several times. I know many of you have, but really have never talked about it. Amron, for the first couple of years, focused completely on grid down communications, but we also want to have tools that we can take advantage of as long as the grid or part of the grid is still up. You can send an email to any cell phone by using uh, that provider's name. So for example, uh, if you have AT&T, which used to be singular, uh, you go to AT&T or you have email access where you are. You type in the person, maybe your wife, your brother, your parents. Uh, You type in their 10-digit phone number. That's their area code, the prefix, and then the four-digit suffix and then followed by at txt.att.net if they are using AT&T. All of the services have this, whether you're using uh, Boost Mobile, whether you're using Sprint or Verizon, T-Mobile, all of these have these abilities. I'm going to post the link to this, uh, the article that I always use and go to uh, to look up uh, service carriers, how to exactly put that in. So I could send a a text message from my computer using my email uh, just by putting in Mrs. Schmidt's phone number at, and then that service provider, and it shows up in her cell phone as a text. This is really important when there's a disaster situation going on where voice communications are bogged down and you can't make a phone call, but you can still send and receive texts so uh you can also text out to an email address uh, inside of a uh, uh, an area where there is cell phone coverage. I thought I'd pass that along. I will post that link up there so you guys can go to that and also, there are links for uh, international uh, cell phone providers as well now this week 's main topic is digital communications. This is something that we hear often during Amron nets. Boy, I couldn't hear anything on voice, but digital came right through. Well, once again, digital shines. We actually saw this in yesterday's Amron Core emergency uh, simulated emergency test where the band conditions were so bad you could make out maybe one or two stations and there was others that said, I didn't hear a single person. But when we switched over to the digital mode, all of a sudden there's the signal started coming through. In fact, the digital modes are so robust, some of them, that even if you can't see the signal on the waterfall and you can't even hear it, it will decode because it's still present even though you cannot hear it or see it. So uh, it's just a great tool to be able to communicate. Now, the other benefits of using digital communications over ham radio, it is essentially a way of sending text messages over the airwaves using your radio. Now, some of the benefits, it is not what you're communicating is not right out in the open in voice where anybody can listen and hear what you're saying. Uh, because this requires software and equipment you have to have a laptop or some other device to be able to send and receive this now that equipment doesn't necessarily mean specialized equipment it could just be uh, your laptop and the speaker coming out from your laptop. Uh, this is not considered secure communications so don't think that this is this is encrypted it is not. Anyone, and most hams have this, anyone uh, can download the software for free to be able to send and receive digital communications. Um, Digital communications uses much less power to be able to uh, put a signal out there successfully. Um, It gets through in poor band conditions, and it gets through QRM and QRN. Uh, QRM is your man-made, other people talking on the radio, that's it, man-made interference. And uh, QRN is your natural interference, lightning storms or uh, solar flares and things like that and it depends on what what modes you're using, some are more robust than others. Now, digital communications is a beautiful thing, and all of you need to have this functioning and operational, even if you're not a ham operator. If you have a shortwave radio or a scanner, you should have this, download this uh, software program that is free, downloaded, and just have it available in your laptop, especially if you're using one dedicated to communications-related tasks. This is sound card-based, and you can also use digital communications by simply holding the mic on your radio up to the laptop speaker, and then you hit transmit. The noise that comes from that... Uh, will actually be transmitted through the microphone on your handheld radio and uh, or you can hold the receiving radio on the receiving end uh, hold that the speaker next to the laptop microphone, and then you can decode that. Now you can also record to an audio file using GarageBand or Audacity or another audio recording program in your computer, and then you can save these audio files, put them on a thumb drive, and pass them on that way. Now it's not legal to send encryption over ham radio. However, recorded audio files using these digitless digital software. Simply recorded as an audio file may be encrypted just as long as you don 't send it over the airwaves legally and we 'll practice with that later when we get into the one time pads and other uh, encryption and communications secure communications and uh, we 'll do some test audio files using digital modes so first of all, if you hear the digital mode, uh, you have to have the software you have to be a ham operator or you know somebody that 's uh, downloaded the software. Uh, your average criminal bad guy isn 't going to be able to know what 's being said because uh he doesn 't have the software and then, even if they do have the software, you can send this encrypted uh you know if it 's on a thumb drive or sending in an email as an attachment you just can 't send it over ham radio encrypted and let 's talk about this. I have three i have several sources, and these are articles that are on amron.com that we've put up there to help you with this. And I've got some listener questions that we're going to answer as we go that's going to uh, help you with some of these things. Uh, first of all, the website and the file name for the software that you want to download is, is at w1hkj.com. Now, I'm going to post that to Volume 3, Partisan Radio, on the website it should be up there right now for you to go to this website that's the download page where you will download this it's at the top the top line is that what you really need right now you're looking for when you go to this page and it opens up look at the top line you're looking for fl f l d i g i slash f l a r q fldigi slash F-L-A-R-Q. Look over across on that line until you see the link titled fldigi setup. That'll enable you to receive most digital communications modes that amateur radio operators use. So just choose the download that matches your operating system, whether it's Windows, Mac, or Linux. And there, there are also, you really need to read these articles over at Amron.com. They will walk you through, don't be afraid of this. This I've told people over and over that they're afraid to get into digital because they don't understand it and I got to download a program and uh, yeah, this is not for me. Hold on. The folks who have no communications experience whatsoever, who have participated in training exercises in the past, had a shortwave radio, they read this article, they followed this step-by-step instructions that we've made for you to make it easy. They downloaded this to their software. And when the emergency communications nets, the practice nets were going, they couldn't get the voice because The voice communications were washed out because of poor band conditions. But when the digital nets started, it began scrolling this text across their screen because they took just a few moments to download this and practice a little bit. And there was Amron operators and Amron traffic scrolling across their screen. And they're getting information about this disaster situation that no one else in their community could get. And that's what this is all about. The ham radio operators are going to be transmitting a lot with digital communications. You do not have to be a ham operator to use this software or download it. So these three articles, how to receive ham radio digital communications, uh, another one, digital communications, a practical exercise with audio files embedded for you to practice with in various different modes. And then another one titled, So You Want to Practice Decoding Digital Modes. Those are available there, and they're going to be on uh, the Volume 3 Partisan Radio page uh, posting for you to just click on and follow these. The reason why this is important is because there's going to be a contest. We are going to be giving away uh, one of these loadedpantshangers.com rifle hangers, but only if you participate and the drawing will be next week. So hopefully there's a little bit of incentive there and once you get it it's exciting. And uh, we want to uh want to just really encourage you to get those up and going and available. Now, somebody asked wkhkj.com has several other programs uh in addition to FL Digi. What would what huh, would one of the other programs be better? Also, does Radio Free Readout list the digital freaks to monitor? Okay, first of all, when you see other programs besides FL Digi, don't worry about those right now. Just get FL Digi downloaded. Some of those other programs like FL Message are ways that you can have forms, message forms automatically open up and uh, or you can fill those out and send and it sends that form that automatically opens up on the other end. Uh, We're going to talk about some of those other features in the future. Right now, just focus on getting FL Digi. Yes, Radio Free Readout does list the digital frequencies for you to monitor. There's two different ways to do that. One, you can go to amron.com and uh, you can look at the scheduled nets and look at the scheduled nets uh, schedule from that drop-down menu. And there are the frequencies that we use. Uh, including the times when we have our practice nets. Now, you'll also want to get a copy of the signals operating instructions, that communications SOI. uh, By clicking on the right-hand side, uh, there's a banner for the communications SOI. That is our communications plan in case of a real-world emergency that will tell you what time or times to turn to those frequencies and what modes we'll be using. That's in a real-world situation. Now there is also a PSK31 app. Now this mode that we're going to be practicing tonight in is your PSK31. Uh, you can download an app for five dollars and forty nine cents for your smartphone or your tablet that will uh, it will uh, transmit or you know put out the the sound of a message when you hit transmit, and it'll also decode. Uh, any um, PSK-31 audio signal coming in. So if you have a communications question or a question about Amron, let us know. You can contact me directly at John Jacob at radiofreeredoubt.com. Uh, several things we're going to be covering. And this is kind of exciting because we've got a whole lot that we're going to be getting into in the future. Uh, in the uh, intelligence or OPSEC category, okay, on amron.com, Uh, For those of you who would like to make contact with another member in your area, uh, you can fill out a contact request form. And what we do is we take your contact information and forward it on to that individual and let them respond. You know, would you like to, this person would like to make contact with you. Here's their contact information. This member says, I will contact this member from a different email address. I am going to be contacting him using an unseen.is email address. It might be a good idea for you to encourage members who want to contact other members to get accounts with unseen.is because then the members can communicate in an encrypted way. Uh, this is a great suggestion. I personally use Thunderbird Mail with GPG, and then I also use uh, Start Mail. Both of those are encrypted. Unseen.is is a great encrypted email uh, service. But uh, I would I want to recommend that those of you out there begin thinking about encryption for your email. Definitely get away from Gmail and uh, even Yahoo and, and some of these others, but uh, Gmail's the worst. But I would recommend getting into a a encrypted email program. Now, if you get into, if you use Thunderbird uh, email uh, with GPG, that is free. It takes a little bit of setting up, but remember, YouTube is your friend. Tonight's communications training exercise will be a digital message. If you go through those links that we have posted on Partisan, the Partisan Radio posting for volume three, digital communications. You go and read those. You'll have it downloaded and running and with those practice audio files in no time, within the next hour, in fact. Uh, Then uh, I want to encourage you to take this audio file that we're also going to be uploading from tonight's podcast uh, on that same page. At the end of tonight, we're going to be playing the audio file uh, that will have this training message. It will be in the mode PSK31. Now, I also want to remind you, up in the upper right-hand corner of the window in your FL Digi program, there are two boxes. That's RXID and TXID. Click those on so that they're both green. And then your I will transmit so that those... Uh, I transmitted the audio file with those both lit up. So it will put out a tone that your computer program will recognize and automatically switch to the mode that I'm transmitting in. Now we're going to cheat a little bit because I'm going to tell you that I'm going to transmit this using PSK31. And this audio file will be uploaded so you can practice throughout the week and listen to it and re-listen to it. And hopefully that'll help you get proficient because in the coming nets, in Amron. And this summer, uh, that is going to possibly make the difference between you being able to communicate and not. Now we always try to cover and find a story about a real world situation. And this is an interesting one that we're going to close up. This is a, there was a, uh, let me read this to you from the website uh, on this guy's blog. He says, several years ago, I was tuning around the 20-meter amateur radio band and heard this lively, engaging, and impressive exchange on the maritime mobile frequency 14.300 megahertz. Vessel, the the, the the vessel called Elusive, out at sea in the North Pacific Pacific, right down by the equator out in the middle of nowhere, was being followed by another ship. The the occupants felt threatened that it might be a pirate, so they called for help on ham radio. Now, you really can't make out the girl's name, or uh, you can't really make out the, the female ham operator. Her name is Wendy. She's talking to another operator that we can hear pretty well, but we can't hear Wendy's voice very well, but he can. And uh, volunteer radio operators around the country worked together to communicate and relay messages with the Coast Guard in California. And uh, they also came up with some brilliant ideas to stay safe and get direct help as soon as possible. So, Wendy is on the USS, uh, the the US elusive, US flag uh, vessel, thinking that she's being pursued by pirates. So, what you're gonna hear is the audio file. Of the ham operators relaying between the Coast Guard, who is saying, please tell her to turn on her her EPIRB, which is a, your emergency position indicating radio beacon. Basically, it's, a, it's an emergency beacon, and uh, it's a tracking transmitter. So please turn that on. And then they're advising that somebody comes up with an idea and says, hey, why don't you, uh, these guys are obviously listening on VHF. They have to be especially if they're pirates. They want to listen to what transmissions are taking place. So somebody says, why don't you have a fake conversation with uh, a coast guard vessel that uh, make it sound like this is they're They're not too far off. They're on their way. They're going to be there soon. And even if it's just one sided, but it make it sound like you're, you're talking to them, to the coast guard. So she's yeah. And th- and then they, they thought let's get a Spanish speaking guy who can try to talk to this other ship Uh, in Spanish, and she can just hold the the VHF microphone up to the HF radio. Anyway, I'm going to put the link up to this whole YouTube uh, video, which basically is just the audio file. Uh, about 40 minutes long, but I'm just going to play a little minute here so you can see what that sounds like. Interesting. Real world situation. Uh, They changed course abruptly and the other ship that that would seem to be pursuing them uh, continued on a different course. So they don't know if they, if the ruse worked and they were just intimidated and moved along um, and left them alone or if it was just coincidence. But interesting nonetheless. Real world situation, somebody felt in danger using ham radio out in the middle of nowhere, calling for help, and a lot of people responding. It's really good. Very well, Wendy, I copy. The Coast Guard advises you, advises you to set off your e They want you to set off your e now, Wendy, over. Advise me when it's set. Over. On oh, VHF, you mean? Over. You got a good sight, Cam. Uh, very good sight. WA4JKW Briggs. KG6DBD. This is KR4OR. windy how copy? That resources are coming over they probably speak more English than they are letting on uh, Wendy I think that's a really good ploy and it can't hurt anything are there any vessels in your area other than that vessel that you know of over okay well get yourselves on that uh, on that channel C- your acting lessons, uh, windy, over. And if you know of a story, especially with audio recording, of a disaster, emergency, or wartime situation where radio, ham radio, communications were used, send it along and let us know so we can share it with others. This is Grid Down Communications, Grid Up, radio, computer software aided, cell phone, internet. We try to cover it all. We've got a lot of stuff in store for the future, so... Thank you for joining us. Till next week on Volume 4, I'm John Jacob Schmidt, 73. As ready, trained communicators, right up to the present time, radio hams have been busy every single minute. The ever-increasing group of radio amateurs who have equipped themselves at their own expense with two-way radio sets by amateurs who saw their opportunity to render a public service and paid off for Americans in trouble.